1: this episode comes with a content warning and brushes up against topics that could be triggering for our audience. You'll find specific details in the show notes. Please take care when listening. expose a podcast about local arts by local artists i'm your host aria Scarlett. privileged to be recording on wajak Nungabuja. if you follow any of your favorite fringe shows or stars you've probably seen this man credited as the photographer having begun his photography career after the age of 30 and his work receiving great acclaim he is a huge proponent of it never being too late to follow your artistic passions In a social media society with an extremely high turnover rate, an excellent photographer is a must and I have the pleasure to be chatting with my go-to lens aficionado. You hate that, <laughs> Kay Darius. How are you today?
2: I'm doing so well. That was the best intro I've ever had in my life. I yeah, love that. Written
1: down in my notes, out being like, I went to your website, stole a bunch of stuff, and pretended that I thought
2: of it. Hell, basically. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on my website after this. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Better than anything I've written for myself. You should. I'll
1: send it to you. It's just yes, uh, poorly. Legend. You'll just have to change all the spelling and the grammar because it's not good.
2: <laughs> I, I listen. If spell check wasn't a thing, I people would just think I'm an idiot.
1: Spell check it's is right. a thing, and I'm still an idiot. I don't know how that works.
2: I'm like really smart, but I almost failed T English back in the day. Like, I I'm, a, was I'm just the starting awful. of
1: that. That's so good. I'm like really smart, but I
2: can't. No. Like I, I did. I know. You were very It's just, just, don't ask me to spell
1: things. No.
2: If you see my name written down, it's just appalling.
1: I'm still that person who knows how to spell opposite because of the high five song. I sit down and I'm like, na Anyway, so that joke went over your head. That's fine. Hopefully, hopefully someone caught on to that. Brilliant. Great. And segueing casually into our only question of the episode, which for you, of course, is why photography?
2: Um, oh, my lordy. The, the way I got into photography is the most roundabout thing in the world, considering where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, because like everybody else, I got into it as a hobby and I got into it because I wanted to throw something on Instagram. But I started photographing cocktails and drinks.
1: Oh, food photography.
2: Yeah. and It's a
1: very niche market.
2: It's a really niche market, but I was, I did quite well. It's still something I do. I still Mm. do work for various bars around town, um, which is so separate from the stuff I do for stage and private portraits and all the rest of it. Um, But effectively, yeah, I was going around to really good bars, talking with bartenders, watching them make drinks, and thought to myself, I can do that. I can make drinks. That sort of escalated, like I did, you know, deals with glassware companies and, um, uh booze distributors and whatnot so you were
1: making the drinks as well it wasn't just i was making like the drinks photos of other people's yeah
2: photos. i converted i converted one of my um spare rooms spare rooms at home um into a little food photography studio cool macgyvering everything like taking taking a floor lamp putting a bunch of you know covering the lampshade in alfoil <laughs> just directing it down it's like yep. it was the most dingy macgyvered setup you could imagine um I kept thinking it's like this is like an episode of Art Attack back yep. in the day. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, and if you um, don't
1: have this special light, it's okay. You can make away with a no. tinfoil and a lamp. No,
2: like photography can get like stupidly expensive, of and course, I yeah. know that now. Um, <laughs>
1: You've had first-hand experience collecting that. Res-
2: collecting all my receipts for tax time. Anyway, yes. Um, but to start up, like most important thing is always light, and then just composition, and the equipment is sort of like secondary. But from food photography, I started doing events again at bars and restaurants and whatnot and then moved into portraiture although i moved into portraiture um at the very very start of 2020 which was a bad nice. time to start a new I don't know if that's a, page uh, in the business it?
1: well it's like everyone everybody went on so far online though that everyone needed like yeah. buckets of online content and here you were with the ability to supply it for them. But
2: the thing was back like back then, we say back then like back it wasn't then. two years ago. <laughs> it's like that lifetime ago. Yeah,
1: well we um, can't we can't we have to think about it as if it was ages ago because now we're in a war, so we have to like yeah, I separate
2: that. It's just 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 oh isn't this podcast going into like lovely directions? <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: it is, it's me. I always take it down some like upsetting path, like oh, that's four okay. minutes in. So. Oh,
2: listen, well listen, I'm 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 Polish by you know by birth, so I've been paying attention to all that. Mm-hmm. Um but no, like at the start of it, it's like how close can I get to anyone? What are the things? How airborne is it? We had no idea, so I had to put everything on hold. Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah, this is
1: the days when we were, like, washing our cereal boxes. Yeah, Yeah. because we
2: had just, we were clueless as to what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And everywhere you went in Perth, it was just a ghost town. Yeah. Um, Which was awful for, you know, considering me starting doing photography at hospitality venues nor my, you know, hospo friends.
1: Yeah. Um, I
2: feel there's a great connection between, you know, hospo people and artists because we're all, undervalued, underpaid, and work stupid hours. Undervalued, um,
1: underpaid, work stupid hours. And let's be honest, we all sell our bodies for a living. That's just what we do. Yeah, true. <laughs> Every true. single person who's like sat across from me has been like, my leg hurts, my back hurts, my brain hurts, everything hurts, everything's broken and fatigued, but we're still doing it.
2: <laughs> I get, listen, I, I mercifully, mercifully, I feel slightly a bit more blessed in that this perspective as a photographer. I can just sit my ass down on the floor. And I'd be like, No, be fine. it's for angles. Be fine. Like the worst thing that happens is that I, I'm... Oh, Lordy. No, what was it? It was Club de Moore at this year's Fringe um, in one of the Spiegel tents. Mm. And I was just tucked in behind a few people sitting down on my knees the whole night on those rickety damn wooden That's floors. So- I've never felt older walking out of there just Standing limping. Standing
1: up and everything goes crickle crackle. Just
2: limping yeah. on both legs. It's like, this is rubbish. It's have to <laughs> run around to get audience reviews. Um, that was amazing. Amazing show, though. Go see them again. Anyway. Um. But yeah, nowadays working for um, a bunch of different yeah stage productions, and I've mm. got stuff coming up recently um, in April, which I'm very much looking forward to. Which I think I can give away. I can give away. Yeah, you can, you
1: can give away because this will probably come out after that. Probably. <laughs> Afterwards. Yeah, <So>
2: I'm <laughs> shooting for one of my favorite ever humans, who you know I hope you have on the podcast because she's amazing. Um, Frankie Vital. Doing, I am
1: trying to I'm get doing, Frankie. Yeah. Frankie's the busiest human ever, and I, I'm going to nail her down. He's
2: stupidly busy. Um, we're actually shooting later today, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll poke her for you. Um, <laughs> thank go,
1: thank just, you so much. the That's podcast; it's yeah. amazing.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, um, although at the minute, you know, with photography, I just get to record people doing amazing things, and I love that about it.
1: Yeah. So it's. Your segue into it was you were already in the hospitality industry and you started seeing...
2: Oh, no, I wasn't, in the, I wasn't in the hospitality. Well, you, I were, was, ta- you were taking I photos was just a and... bar hound. <laughs>
1: like... <laughs> you were like, okay, so you were there. You were in the scene, though. Yeah, you yeah, were yeah. in the scene yeah. taking these awesome photos of like food and drink yeah. and all that fun stuff. And then you were like, hey, what's playing on the main stage? And I'm going to... Real... So the segue was that...
2: Kind of, yeah. It went, it went to shooting like, you know, private events at restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, like uh, classes, this, then the other. And then it just sort of, I kept adding, you know, b- uh, arrows to the quiver. Yeah. Um, so you know, food and drinks, events. Um, did a little bit of stage work early on, which I loved. Um, started doing um, uh, corporate headshots, actor headshots, um, different types of portraiture, boudoir, it's another thing that I do. And yeah, now it's just trying to balance all the things. <laughs> like, oh no! My like calendar curse is such a mess. Busy.
1: <laughs> oh man yeah. I still work
2: at day jobs so you know yeah, it's a hectic that's time that's
1: it too yeah it's all the after hours stuff mm. Um, it's surprising that you didn't go like the weddings route from there the, in the <sighs> events world explain because I know that there's like definitely two different schools there's definitely two different schools I thought that the same way there is for musicians where it's like there's no shade on either side but there's like event performing and then there's like wedding performing which are two yeah. different schools and I assume it must be the same with photography
2: I wedding photography is a you know Very specific sort of photography, not in terms of style, but it's a weird thing. You're with the same sort of people for half a day at different locations. Mm. Um, Usually, you know, usually you at least have two shooters, um, one following the bride, one following the groom as they get ready, this, that, and the other. We had, that's what we had for our wedding, Mm. um, the wife and I. But I'm an anxious person by nature, and the idea of some bridezilla... Or groom from hell coming up to me and going, you must record every moment. This is the most important day of my life. I don't need that pressure on me. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I know I can charge. You know, there's the wedding surplus. You just add oh, 30% to everything. Yeah. Then you hire. Um, even when we, so our wedding was very non-traditional. Mm-hmm. My, my beautiful wife had a gray and black sort of 1920s-esque gown. Beautiful. We went to get it dry cleaned. And um, the dry cleaner, God bless her, cotton socks. She said to me, okay, I'm going to let you know something. When you get this dry clean next time, don't call it a wedding gown, because they'll overcharge you. Just yeah. call it just call it a gown. Mm. It's like thank you. Because it doesn't look like a wedding dress at all. Yeah. Um But no, that that the pressure of a wedding is just something I don't need.
1: Yeah.
2: Even if even if the money is good. Like there are wedding photographers that just shoot for three months out of the year. This is like your top tier.
1: Of course, yeah. Three
2: months out of the year, and then they don't work for the rest of the other nine months.
1: Wow, because it, that season is just so lucrative.
2: It's so, yeah, and they don't live, you know, too exorbitantly. They live comfortably. Mm. But if you're shooting, you know, you know, maybe two weddings a week over three months mm. and you're charging like anywhere from three grand per wedding. Yeah,
1: true. Racks up. But yeah. I don't need that
2: pressure. That would just destroy me. So
1: it's the pressure of the clients just being like, this is really important to me. Yeah. And therefore, you have to make it special because these are the memories I'm going to hold with me forever. Yeah. This is all on you.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's just, and to be perfectly honest, like I I have, you know, the wife and I have our wedding album at home. because mm. took us, I think, six months to pick which photos you wanted printed. <laughs> I think we've looked at it twice. We've been married three years.
0: <laughs> like, like yeah. the
2: photos are gorgeous. And I love the photographer that did them. Um, um uh, Before we were married, we actually went to her for some... Um, uh, fun couples portraits that we still have around the house which are gorgeous but ultimately like it's an important day and you remember it but you don't go looking at the photos all that often yeah people put way too much pressure on these things but at the, at the time it's the most important day of your life oh I
1: completely and you know. can only ever say it's not a big deal after oh yeah of course it's the after same, the fact yeah, completely because you look at it and go like yeah i had great time mm. i've had lots of great times yeah and i get to hang out with my best friend anyway so true <laughs> so we'll just take a selfie it's fine it's
2: like it's a great day it was awesome Wouldn't do it again. Don't want to be made poor. But mm, lovely. Um.
1: Okay. So going down the event side, you Mm -hmm. don't find there's as much uh, pressure from your amazing clients in the shows and stuff. Is that more because you there's always another show, or is it like like I don't I don't quite understand? Because for me, when Mm -hmm. I'm performing, I'm like this show is the only show, and I was like you've got seven shows this week. Will you calm down? I was like this is the only one, and the pressure. Is definitely yeah. on me, and you've got to like be a snake in and out of audience members, trying not to obstruct their view because they mm. paid for a ticket, while also being like, I need to get this angle. Oh my god, this one is awful. I need to try and get higher or lower or whatever it is. Yeah,
2: with um events and you think of any sort of performance. So whether it's you know for like W se, a bunch of variety shows, mm. variety acts, different different styles and whatnot. You're going from what three to five minutes per mm. act, maybe. Yeah. So that's that's my time and you can get a lot of photos in three to five minutes particularly yeah. the way I shoot because I am just constantly moving around um you know never stand still like I it is my exercise when I shoot stage work <laughs> like otherwise yeah. otherwise I'm very sedentary um but you know if you get 10 good shots of an act within you know three to five minutes that's enough for most people
1: that's plenty yeah. they're
2: they're you know, you try and record the big moments, um, which, you know, depending on the act is sometimes easier. There was one, um, uh, oh, God, it's one of my favorite stage photos of all time. Uh, it was a show at Planet Royal called The Underground. It's an amazing sort of, like, Latin-inspired dance performance. Mm. It's gorgeous. Um, and at one point, one of the uh, male dancers pops his hand on the edge of the stage and just swings his legs out. Wow. And sort of, like, kicks off yeah. and then jumps down. and. Um, he almost kicked my camera because I was that close to him. Mm. But the shot is his, you know, leg swinging over. So I have him, like, in midair with just one hand. And That's it's, like, so cool. the most amazing shot. And it's, like, the rest of the Al is, doesn't matter. I got that one shot. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. If I got that one utterly, you know, scream-worthy hit, then I'm cool. Um, obviously, you know, like you mentioned before, we live in a social media world, so you need more content. It's all about content, content, yes, content. Yes, it's all about content. So... You get that, but I used to just deliver thousands of photos to people and then it just became ridiculous because nobody needs that much and that's it takes true. me forever to get through. Yeah. So you go, you know, any sort of like, you know, single performance, if it's three to five minutes, you get, if I can deliver like 10 banging photos, mm. that's enough for anybody. Yeah. And I usually have what I think is more than 10, but, you know, everyone's their own worst critic, so. <laughs> they look at them and say, why did you get my face looking like that, please? It's like, you look gorgeous, I look like an idiot. Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah. Um, so because you don't know what somebody's about to go and perform, it's not mm. like you get like a rundown of like, this is every single act. This is the highlights. These are the lowlights. This is the moment I need you to get. This is the great split. This is the, mm. you know, you don't get like a, a tech sheet that looks like that. How do you pick those moments?
2: I, if I can, try and go to a rehearsal. Like yeah. I try and go to the tech or, you know, if there's a full on rehearsal, I try Impossible to do that.
1: infringe though, for example. It really yeah. hard infringe. Really Like I
2: managed to, go into a couple of tech days just mm. to see you know what was the lighting like what are the big movements and that's you know helpful um although you know certain performances in certain spaces you're just stuck in one position and you can't move you yeah, just especially so
1: there. things like spiegel tents and that yep. sort of stuff um a lot of the time you'll be relegated to a specific corner and especially in covid i mean i don't know how free your mm. movements have been throughout those spaces with really high and strict rules
2: um usually you know People let the photographer do the, do do his thing, which I love. <laughs> just if you carry around a big old camera rig, people just assume you're meant to be there, <laughs> which is kind of awful, really. But fine. Um, I've never crashed a gig. I've never crashed a gig. Um, but uh, how do you tell the moments? I do try and get as much info as I can prior to, mm. like I get you know the names of the acts, what the acts are, that you know if it's a variety show, But it's something like, um. Because Metro get the underground. It's a dance performance, so it's either solos or big groups or couples. Mm. Um, that can be quite challenging and hard. Um, again, you have three or five minutes per act, and I lap the joint in that time. And you just try and hunt these things down. Mm.
1: Um, so if if a song plays that you know, it obviously would start like being incredibly useful because mm. I know that track, so I know that at this moment it's going to be. Like a great big moment, and this is going to go down like that. And if it's a remix, suddenly it gets much more complicated. So, does that mean your research suddenly you'd have to be like, I'm now a music legend, and I have to know a lot of references in pop culture and that so that I know when to shoot different things? Or does that just allow you to binge a lot of TV?
2: Oh, God, I wish I could binge a lot of
1: TV. (laughs) Don't we all?
2: I've been, I've been. The TV I've been bingeing is stuff that I've been watching for years. I just rewatch all the Star Trek stuff while I've been editing because it's yeah. just something in the background. But in any case, um, yeah, if 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 I know the song, it certainly helps because mm. um, you know you know where that big moment is, and you know how it's gonna you know rise to that and fall, and you can sort of prep and plan. Um, if I don't, you can still get an idea of where the big moment's gonna come. Mm. Like usually, it's in the start of the end third. Yeah, so it'll you know crescendo up to that and then fall away. Mm-hmm um so you try and so if it's three minutes you try in that first two minutes work out you know, get the coverage that you can in the position that you can and then try and position yourself so okay i don't know exactly what's going to happen but something good is going to happen round about here so let's just <laughs>
1: and if it doesn't this is not my fault it's just i've
2: had two minutes of sort of like taking shots and you know looking through them quickly you know back at the camera and going okay cool that was sort of the best moment so let's try and improve that a little bit mm-hmm. and capture that big moment um, but for certain things, it's hard. Like it's, you know, group performances or couples performances on a big stage is yes. really difficult. Um, because you want to capture everybody and you want to give everybody coverage. You want to make everybody feel like they're, you know, part of the performance. So it's Definitely. one of those It's one of those things that I, I, God, I hate doing so much is if there's a big group on a big stage and I just can't get wide enough to shoot everyone and I have to end up cutting one person off. Like, no. it's like it breaks my heart. It's like, I'm so sorry, but, you know, you're like missing... You're missing your left arm and your left leg out of frame, so I just cut the rest of you out as well. I'm sorry. Um, I hate to do it again, it kills me. But you have to make those sort of, you know, artistic calls, because otherwise yes. it just ruins the photo. Mm. Um then I always try and get some solos of that person too, just to make up for it. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad not, you know, I feel bad excluding them in that way. Um, but there was certain uh there was one performance in particular where it was again, it was a performance at um Planet Royal, so a big, fairly big stage. So,
1: yeah, a massive stage. Yeah, I love and that And very there. high up, too. And very
2: high up, um, which I do love. I do love that place. But it was a band and then uh, one dancer on that stage. And the band is, like, relegated to a little corner. And yes. then this one dancer is just tearing up the floor. And I'm like, okay, how do I do this and make it look interesting? Because mm. a shot like that in front just looks re- st- stupid. Like if it's, if it's they if just it's, look squ-
1: really far apart. Yeah.
0: yeah, so,
2: you know, either you have to get... I, <laughs> I had to run... I didn't want to get in front of people. I hate getting Mm. in front of people because like you said earlier, they paid for their ticket. Um, I do not want them to leave the show going. It was great except for that dickhead photographer that kept getting in my way. hate that. Yes, 100%. So I was running up the stairs around and back down the stairs like four times during this performance, getting my steps in. It was lovely. (laughs) Um, But I realized the best way to shoot it was, you know, um, get in behind one of them and shoot past them.
1: Oh. So
2: I've got a great shot um, of uh, the band and the singer. Um, it's like shot over the shot over the singer's head, and she's out of focus, and the dancer sort of like reaching over to her, um, and she's in perfect focus. That's one of my favorite shots because mm. like it's inclusive of both people. You know what's happening. There's a singer, and a dancer, and they're still interacting, but it's far more intimate. It doesn't look. You shrink the stage.
1: Yes, and you
2: make it feel more imp- intimate than it actually is. <laughs> See Not impotent, one? yeah. Not <laughs> impotent, no. So yeah, you make those sorts of calls, and you have to make those sorts of calls on the fly, and it's sometimes just thinking
1: you... that it's incredibly quick. Like everything you've just explained is something that you've do- you're doing in a five minute song. So that's like a lot of steps, a lot of movement, and then suddenly a very strange angle to get mm. to get a final shot.
2: Yeah, I end up very sweaty at the end of the show.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you were saying that you wear all black every time. I understand oh, why you wear.
2: <laughs> I wear all black, but. I do, oh God, I've had I've had shows in the daylight, like summer shows, and I still wear all black like a moron. But the thing is, even with those sorts of performances, I do miss stuff. Like, you're always going to miss stuff. And I look back through it and goes, oh, crap, I could have done it so much better had I been here for this move instead of mm-hmm. where I was. Um, again, hindsight's, you know, always twenty twenty. Um But you're never going to get all the coverage you want. You never will. It's yeah. just not possible as a single shooter. If you've got two people, yeah, fine. But me being, you know, just the one-man band. There's always stuff I miss. But as yeah. long as you get, you know, good you know, as long as you get good enough content for people and good enough images, people are always happy with it.
1: Yeah. Do you think that the constant turnover of people requiring content means that you can be like, okay, you know, it's fine that I didn't get this amazing shot because let's be real, it's going to go on the internet for a week and mm. then no one will care. Yeah. Which is that, oh, that sucks.
2: <laughs> it does kind <laughs> <That> of. <sucks. laughs> it really does. Uh, um, there's something very... Oh God! Ephemeral about photos online. It's like they're mm. there for a moment or two, and then they're gone. Yeah. I mean, what just to say that they're always there, but they don't get attention. We're after no, we want the, you want
1: yeah. The yeah. attention span is, is incredibly yeah short.
2: We're all we're all distracted by the next shiny thing. Mm. Really annoying. Um,
1: so you have to have like it's more. Do you think that that means it's getting more into like the quantity stage? of being like, I have to supply people with at least nine to 10 pictures like you were saying before, but not because they all need to be absolute bangers, but more because I know I need to do at least three Instagram rows.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my God. The amount of time I've thought, yeah, it has to be in threes. So it's yeah. like either nine or 12.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Which
2: is awful. It's, it's awful really that we think that way, way nowadays. I it, it. know. Yeah. But again, like Instagram is so ubiquitous now, like you can't get away from it. And again, like that's so how I started doing photography.
0: Yeah. It's a,
2: I think that's the way a lot of people started doing photography, to be honest, because everyone, everyone carries a camera with them on mm. their phones. It's fine. Maybe it's just me because I'm a photographer. I can usually tell when people have used a camera phone. Mm. Um, pro tip for the audience, never use portrait mode on your phone. Never do it. Never do it. A portrait mode that sort of, you know, puts in that fake blur everywhere. Oh,
1: right. Okay. Yes. That one. Yeah, right. Because I thought you just meant like portrait v. landscape. No, no, no. no and I was no. like, I'm confused. But yes. No, the
2: specific mode that, you know, gives it that lovely bokeh quality, which is where, you know, the the, the background is blurred out.
1: Yes, and you just see your face, which yeah, is not what I want.
2: No, but don't do it. Because anybody, it's like people will notice when a big chunk of your hair is suddenly artificially blurred out. It mm. just doesn't, you can't fake physics like that. Um Please don't do it. Just do a sharp <laughs> photo, for God's sakes. Or get a decent camera. It's fine. Or um,
1: we'll hire.
2: Or hire me. <laughs> okay. Thank That's you. That's where the plugs go. Oh, I'll slip you money later. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm awful at marketing myself. Absolutely awful. Um, Which is
1: very funny, considering you started doing photography because of a social media platform. Mm-hmm. get a lot of your work because of social media platforms. Hate social media platforms. And can't apparently can't market yourself oh, on d- social media I, platforms.
2: Oh. I think I think at this point we all have a love hate relationship with social media platforms. Completely. Like it's just my personal Facebook feed is me just sharing stupid memes nowadays. Yeah, which is fine.
1: Me, my I think my per, my personal pages are just me sharing stuff from my business page. Yes, that too, that too, <laughs> that
2: too. Look at the fancy thing I did. I'm today. not
1: making. I already have to make so much individual content and you know producer content for stuff where it's like I'm not making. Like, what, Aria? No, she doesn't have content.
2: No. <laughs> but Instagram, again, it's, it's, uh, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Oh, yeah. But, mm, you know, we're, we're delving into whether social media is a social good or not. I would say it's probably not nowadays.
1: Yeah, probably not.
2: Given the, you know.
1: But when you were considering photography as something mm. you wanted to pick up, it was because you'd seen, like, incredible shots on a platform that yeah. at that time was photography based like it hadn't moved into what it is now which is like we like videos and we like you know we want to be TikTok, but not TikTok. um that aside oh my god i just saw your face
2: <laughs> man this is this is this <laughs> it's unfortunate this is not a visual medium because people would have just seen the well, life drain out of me
1: i, I think i'd have oh, to rate it m your eyes just disappeared man. into the back of your skull <laughs> just
2: the move to video I know so many photographers that the move to video was just the worst thing for them. It was just like, I don't want to do video. It's not what I'm about. Yeah. He says now that, you know, I do, you know, a little bit of videography nowadays too, but I don't post any of it on social media. It's still the photos, which is what I enjoy doing. I love capturing a moment.
1: Yeah. And it's (laughs) an orchestrated moment too, which is what's really cool about it, is like, especially in your boudoir or portrait Mm. photography, it's like, no, this is a curated moment that I'm allowing you to see. And we all like recognize that it's a curated moment where in videography, it's supposed to be this strange balance between like, this is all light and casual. And you just captured this thing on the fly when it's like, no, you didn't. We set up 19 lights. (laughs) I changed your hair. You've changed your jacket. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) this isn't, this isn't just an easy breezy casual moment. This is also a curated moment that we're pretending is a casual moment. Yeah,
2: I do. I do. Um, Unfortunately, I did succumb and I downloaded TikTok. Um... (laughs) I
1: don't think uh, we're allowed to.
2: Man, it's just I kind of did it just in case anybody decided to um uh grab my business name because you do get sort of like business squatters. They'll yes. squat on your, you know, yeah. on your social media handles. So it's I a I, whole other path. Oh my Man, man yeah. it's awful. Um uh, and you got to pay them anyway. Um and I've had these particular ones coming up in the stream where it's uh the behind the scenes of TikToks. Yeah. There's this one where it's this family of four. It's mm. like the husband, two kids, and the wife, and the wife is the one performing. And the kids are basically, you know, uh, her stagehands. Great, And it is ludicrous the That's extent that they go is, to. Well, yeah,
1: but all the, is, but that behind the scenes is, is a curated moment too because it's like, I, I think I had this conversation with Ida maybe, but like mm. I can't understand why we can't consume one piece of media. It's like, here is the TV show. Now here is the behind the scenes of the TV show. Now here is the uh, phone camera video wonky donkey footage of the person walking from their trailer to mm. shoot the behind the scenes video. And also here is the hair and makeup person showing you how they <laughs> did the makeup for the behind the scenes video or... <laughs> I can't do that many layers for things. No, but it's everywhere. I mean, even even today, we're recording this podcast, and you sent me a message being like, "Don't forget, I will be taking a photo of you with the microphone." But that's just content on content. Yeah. Layers on layers. I'm not mad about it. No. I want you to do it. No. <laughs> but it blows. You look my amazing. Head. Everybody
2: needs to see. We we need to get a quick selfie just to see how you're dressed and how I'm dressed, and that yes, we are the opposite. worlds apart. But that again is it.
1: just like layers of how many different content on content can we create out of this one moment basically so the the tiktok video it exists now you need a behind the scenes video which come on you curated you Mm. you relit you got the kids to redo the thing or whatever you wanted them to do to shoot that because you needed somebody else to hold that one it's just i don't know
2: it's child labor for social media (laughs) to be honest
1: (laughs) awful
2: it's awful don't do it but again that's just (sighs) we live in a content-driven world now as as good or bad as that might be and the easiest thing to do is to do the one action and get it from three angles and then you have you know three times the amount of posts so i understand the logic behind it and the drive for it yes because people want to stay relevant however relevant you are on social media Mm. like are you really relevant like like are you making some sort of giant impact. I don't no, know. No,
1: not at all. But I think that, like, when everything, when everything did shut down, one of my first thoughts was, okay, well, how do I stay relevant mm. when I can't be on stage? And the answer to that is, well, I'll just invade people's houses through their phones <laughs> and try and stay relevant that oh. way. And hopefully, when I can go back on stage, they'll be like, oh, I remember her. Yes, um, she's on my phone, and then yeah. they'll come to my show. I don't know how successful that's been.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I did the same thing. Like, yeah. wouldn't. When- <laughs> During that initial lockdown, um, particularly when uh, bars and restaurants are doing takeaway, yeah. I just sort of went back to my food photography roots. I would just take photos of the takeaway food, but make it look really good. Yeah, <laughs> like, It's fine. It's something. It's something. Yeah, we'll repose um, the fish
1: fingers to look like something. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> it did. I mean, listen, I got some. Oh, God. It's awful how I remember certain things so specifically. There were cornbread muffins with, like, um, butter churned, you know, in-house And it's like, you know, just crack open the muffin and put the butter in there. It's like, that's a sexy looking cornbread muffin. It's bizarre.
1: Better get out my camera.
2: (laughs) It's like, it's a good looking piece of food. But one of my favorite things, I have a theory that most people don't like to work with restrictions. Mm. They like to have freedom. But I think that restrictions force you to be creative in new and weird ways. I think restrictions are good. Um, Because, you know, you're forced to think of things you wouldn't have thought of otherwise. And something great, great moments. And when people were trying to innovate during lockdown, I remember, um, I think it was in the States, a photographer that was doing driveway family portraits. Because they were outside, so you could be yeah, outside. And yeah, it's a family, so it's, it's the same unit. And they were just doing this hilarious, um, these hilarious portraits. Another dude that was doing... Oh, man. I'm amazed he didn't get arrested for this. Um, he would pull up to people's houses. And these were paid portraits. People had arranged this. Yes. And people would pose in the window. And he's like sitting on the curb in his car... With a camera oh, and a long like ass lens, CIA. And it's like, <laughs> it's like he's casing the joint yeah. or something. I'm amazed. As far as I know, he didn't get you know pulled over by the cops yeah. at that point. But there it's was like, no
1: one who, like called the police. this looks yeah. dodgy as hell. Yeah.
2: To be honest, I really wanted to try it. <laughs> it's like I think that's amazing.
1: You need suddenly now you've got a new piece of equipment though with this this gigantic long equipment. lens. I
2: know, I know, yeah. I know. It's I mean, like most deep photographers deep. have like one, you know, one long lens in the kit. Um,
1: I feel like it needs to be comically long to actually get inside somebody's. You whatever. would do, yeah. You would do,
2: okay. But it's fine. I mean, I've got, I've got one decently, you know, long enough one which I use for like very sort of sports photography. I say that I'm whatnot. really
1: glad that you didn't do that because I'm really a big fan of your other content that isn't drive-by yeah. photography. drive-by <laughs> photography. I love it. Um, on vi- drive-by photography, we're going to take a super quick break. Um, thank you so much, and we are back with the lovely k Darius photography um I'm really interested in because I mean this is something that like has affected me when I started performing, and I'm sure has affected a lot of people on stage and who aren't on stage but just want a portrait or boudoir photography session, and they're like, Ah, but what do I do about the fact that I want to get these photos for myself or for my business, for my performing or for my spouse or partner um but I just I don't know how I feel about me as a person when it comes to getting in front of the camera, which I'm sure as a photographer, suddenly you become a therapist and have to deal with, <laughs> with everyone's mm-hmm. uh, with everyone's like little, well, not little, they're significant, your problems are valid, but everybody's issues suddenly come flooding mm-hmm. at you. How do you balance that in the industry?
2: It is so hard. Yeah. The, the main thing is, is we are always around worst critics and the thing you you know may hate about yourself your body the way you look whatever it happens to be yeah of course your concerns are valid but the majority of the people that you know care about you don't care about that hang up mm. like it's not means less than nothing in terms of when they're you know thinking how worthy you are like we all think of our we all think of our own problems as dramatic and insurmountable and you know Certainly not to, 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 to diminish them. Like I have my own hang-ups. God, do I have my own hang-ups? Jesus.
0: <laughs> yes. Um,
2: but other people are just going to see, you know, a gorgeous photo of you and all those things that you're concerned about because, you know, they're the things that you see in the mirror in the morning every day and you, you know, dissect with a fine yeah. tooth. Other people don't care. majority people don't care they just you know they'll see you being gorgeous and confident my main thing to people is that if you look comfortable and confident in front of the camera if you own it that way that's what people that's the impression people will get totally and you do actually you know love the way you look even if you know you kind of (laughs) don't
1: i think that's like a really brilliant thing about photography and good photography Mm -hmm. is that it is more than just a figure that is being captured it's more than just like it's not just a body and you know a leg and an arm or like it's not that simple of being like all right well you've got all your limbs in the right place congratulations (laughs) this is going to be a good shot Mm. but you capture like an emotion an energy Mm. a dare I say a vibe I'm probably too old to say that
2: it's the vibe (laughs) it's the the vibe vibe.
1: um but yeah you've got to capture so much more than Mm. just somebody's physicality in that moment and you were saying earlier that there are you know shots that you take of people on stage and they'll be mid singing or like mid dance routine and because of the way that we move our bodies and those things mm. like we look at those photos as performers and go oh yeah. my gosh when i open my mouth to i know i do this one when i open my mouth to sing that note, does not my face look very bad <laughs> and I, you know but we put these hang-ups on ourselves and it's like well no that's actually a really brilliant moment of you doing this incredibly hard dance mm. or this incredibly hard song and something that very few people can do or like you've shot acrobats and burlesque performers and it's like these are amazing things that you can do with your body and I'm just I'm able to capture those moments mm. don't, don't get hung up on on, no. the, on the way you twisted during that dance move we all, we
2: all nitpick ourselves to death Yes, we all do it no one else does it to, to us usually if they're not well okay fine the occasional asshole will do that but yeah. we don't include those in the general population it's, it's think to yourself about other photos you've seen of other people. Mm. And how you judged them. Yeah. And why do you w- would you assume that other people would judge photos of you in any other way? Like, you know, usually we see, when we see, you know, we'll go back to the boudoir thing. When I've had other people react to the boudoir shots that I've taken, whether it's online or, you know, uh, preview galleries that I share to people, mm-hmm. um, they don't sit there and nitpick the person to death. Yeah. The person themselves might do that. Um, because, again... All they can see is the faults, and they think they don't like. We 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 concentrate on the negatives way too much. Totally. but that's us. You know, I concentrate on my negatives all the time. Other people don't. It's the same deal. And unless you're genuinely an awful person and nicked other everyone to death, no one's going to do it. People are far more gracious than that. They'll they'll you know, whether it's a portrait or boudoir or you know a performance piece off stage. They have an appreciation that what you're doing is not easy mm. whether it's you know being on stage in front of a crowd of people whether it's you know posing in in lingerie or something it's a it's a thing you had to confront and get over and it was really hard to feel comfortable doing this yeah. <laughs> and people will appreciate that more than you know the little bit of muffin top you have going on like yeah we are awful to ourselves. We're much much worse to ourselves than we are to to other people.
1: Completely. Generally
2: speaking. And, you know, even though you may nitpick a photo to death and not want to put it out there, I guarantee you that other people will love it. Yeah. And they'll love it for what it is. Just a great moment.
1: Yeah, a really great moment captured in time. Mm. And it's cool to see now that we're changing slowly, but surely we are changing like the definition of what we consider to be quote unquote acceptable. Because obviously Mm. all bodies in all forms are acceptable and mm-hmm. are valid and are fantastic. Um, and they're, like you were saying before, they yeah, there's a portion of people who are assholes, but they get no other definition than that. And that their entire personality is only shrouded by the fact that they are an asshole and them saying something rude to you
0: mm.
1: is a projection of their own insecurities most of the time and just means that they couldn't do what you did, whether that is a fantastic performance piece or that is a lovely lingerie shot. It's something that they couldn't do. Mm. And they're almost mad at you for your ability to do it more yeah. than they are actually offended by your yeah, body.
2: I think that that sort of nitpicking of people comes from that person's own insecurities mm. more than anything else. It's not like a it's not a legitimate criticism. We're all for constructive criticism. Like oh, yeah. that's entirely fine. We're all you know, if if, if you any sort of... constructive
1: criticism is not coming from some guy with a username of like user45632 <laughs> on Instagram. They're not the place where we no, get our criticism. No.
2: Oh, it's a terrible thing. But sometimes you see a profile pic of someone before you even read the comment and you go, oh, this isn't going to be good.
1: <laughs> or the no profile pic where it's just the gray shadow. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah Look, cool. I don't think your opinion matters. No,
2: no. I'm... I'm Oh, my lordy. Again, social media, I'm I'm part of a bunch of photography pages on Facebook and... You know, most of them, you can, you know, it's either implied or you can call for constructive criticism welcome. Mm-hmm. And it always amazes me that the worst criticism, um, the people that deliver the worst criticism are the people that have posted nothing in those groups. Uh, Without fail. Yeah. Without fail. Yeah.
1: The ones who are like, I make a jillion dollars every week by doing <laughs> by doing these incredible shoots. And then you're like, where are they? Yeah. No. I've never seen them. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Like, there's some deep psychological insecurity there that Mm. they need to deal with. But until they do, their opinion shouldn't impact you. Like they don't have standing as far as I'm concerned. And when
1: they do, they won't be saying things like that because they will have rational, constructive uh, feedback for you rather than just putting something down for the sake of putting it down. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So when you get, obviously you can't monologue at your incredible clients who come into a space with you (laughs) like we do here. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So what is your go to? Is your go to just great music and like hyping them up incredibly until they believe they believe the hype enough to be like yes, I am confident or like what's the go?
2: Yeah, in, in part yes. Music is always important. Never mm. do a photo shoot in silence. It just feels awkward as hell. <laughs> um it just feels terrible. Um I always throw dance some music, I try and figure out what they like.
0: Mm.
2: Um personally I love I love people that just want to you shoot to metal. I don't know. It just brings a great energy to the to the room. Um, really you,
1: frantic energy. Oh, yes, but I love it.
2: I love, I like working your pace. I think, yeah. I think, again, having worked at like hospitality venues where you don't get time to sort of reshoot stuff, it's like, okay, cool, let's go.
1: I feel that because I'm the person who I've, I've got in front of your lens before and I'm just like, again, do it again. I'm not happy to yep. do it again, again, yep. again, again. Oh, okay, I like it. Okay, next go. thing, again.
2: Yeah, You. You. I mean, oh God, separate conversation. You can have like, you, you could spend double the time on a photo and make it look 5% better, but... We all have busy lives, so let's just move on. Mm. Um, but yeah, music is important. I try and you know communicate with them back and forth as much as I can um, yeah. prior to the shoot. Um, if they're coming through and uh, they're getting their hair, hair and makeup done on site, yeah. I have a lovely makeup artist, Emily, who's just gorgeous and phenomenal and fantastic what she does. Um, I'll just, while they're getting that done, I'll just sit there and chat with them and we'll talk about shots and we'll talk about you know why they wanted to do the shoot and try and get some sort of rapport going. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of
1: intense emotional labor that you're also giving on top of the skill that you have to provide. Is, yeah.
2: But it's sort of it is a necessary thing to do because if a person's tense and uncomfortable, mm. you know, human beings are really good, whether you, you know think so or not, at reading people's faces, particularly faces when they're still. Yes.
1: When you have a chance
2: to sort of like really analyze to them. And if, it, yeah. and if people feel tense, you, it, it's obvious. So you try and make the person, the client, feel as comfortable as they can so I try and get to know them if they want to bring a friend um a cheerleader through um that's gonna you know hype them up or you know do it mm. um I once had someone do that and the other <laughs> their cheerleader was another photographer who I knew of and loved their work oh gosh and I, now
1: you're the tense
2: one. Oh god yes oh, I was Lord. so nervous <laughs> I was so intensely nervous because their work's amazing um and I just had to take a deep breath and just we continued but it was fine um you know, you don't want somebody to you know, as if another podcaster came in and grabbed the mic from you. It's like, no, you should do it this way. But no, they were very kind of oh, and, and lovely. I would almost welcome that
1: because I don't know what I'm doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing fine, but again, but again, this is very awkward for me. Um <laughs> in the mic microphone in front of me. Um But you
1: did just fully knock it a
2: moment. I ago. did, I did. If you heard that, God, sorry, people. If
1: you heard me giggling, it was because yeah, Kay just like
2: Trashing out. the studio. I'm just utterly out of my no, mind. No, don't
1: say that. Hen house, we love beer. Love you. Here. You're great. <laughs> I'm not
2: trashing. I'm just being clumsy. Um what are we talking about? Oh yeah, mood. Um,
1: <laughs> we're trying to talk about like a serious body image yes. topic, and we're just like
2: Yes. Oh a little bit of levity, please. Um, but then during the shoot when I'm taking photos, um the first 20 minutes of a photo shoot is always the most awkward.
0: Because mm.
2: people just don't know what to do. It's like, and they're just starting. It's like, you know. You
1: come in like little teapot. Being like,
2: ah. Kind of, yeah. What do I do with my hands? Okay, cool. Lots of posing advice. Lots of this, that, mm. the other. First 20 minutes. After that, people sort of get loose. And they start getting, you know more creative ideas, and they start relaxing into it. Mm. I remember... um,
1: and Then you can revisit some of the poses from the beginning. Yeah. yeah, you sort
2: of circle back and go, let's do that again now that you're in the mood. I remember um, I shot with a, a friend and client who came through. She wanted to send um some photos over to her boyfriend who was, this was in 2020, yeah, 2020. Um, He was trapped in Europe, basically. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, and she was here, so she wanted to send him some, you know, some, you know. Fun food, stuff so Exactly. It. Yeah. It's like this is what you'll get when you come back. Yeah. Um, and she had a panic attack twenty minutes in. Oh god. Um, uh, which, as somebody that you know has generalized anxiety disorder and is medicated, you know,
1: yeah, medication. If you can't, if you can't
2: do your own neurotransmitters store bought is entirely fine. <laughs> um, so we, you know, I popped the camera down, pointed it away, um, and we just sat and just talked for ten minutes and sort of. Figured out what the issue was, Mm. um, you know, and got it comfortable. And, you know, grabbed the camera, showed us some of the shots at the back, um, you know, curated. Because, you know, you want to get the ones where people aren't blinking crookedly. Yeah. um, And go, look how amazing you look. Yeah. Um, From a different perspective. From a different perspective, yeah. if
1: you're always trapped in your own head, your perspective is going to be garbage.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes, particularly when you tell, oh, man sometimes when um you see a photo and you go oh she looks so natural like i guarantee you they were posing mm, in the most of unnatural weird ways um but in any case it's like again trying to reassure her that those insecurities that were niggling in her head mm. you know, they're in your head and again it's real and it's something that needs to be dealt with but look at the evidence, look at like the photo in front of you and look how amazing you look.
1: If we can be objective, if we can literally, because you've got a camera, you have the ability to go, I can be objective, here is the image from an outside point of view, from away, from outside of your body, from over here, this is the truth, this is fact. This is how you think you look
2: and this is how you actually look. And you look amazing. And you look amazing. And those sorts of positive affirmations throughout the shoot. I try and keep my subtle thing, Um, keep those sort of positive affirmations through the shoot non-gendered So, you know, never use the word sexy. Never use the word sexy. Pro tip. Um, But you look amazing, stunning, phenomenal. Yeah. Just.
1: I love that. You look
2: ridiculously incredible and everyone's going to love this photo. Yeah, rather Um, than it
1: being like attached to somebody's masculinity or femininity or nothing at all. It can just be beside the fact from, because then you're actually moving it away from, the misogyny and you're moving it away from toxic masculinity mm. because it's like this has got nothing to do with your gender identity. You just look great. Yeah. And that's a fact. Yeah,
2: that's exactly. Really cool. It's just, it's, it's, and again, that's something that helps people feel comfortable because when you use specifically gendered or uh, you know, terminology that can easily be considered uh, misogynistic, mm. the person starts to feel objectified and it starts yeah. becoming... Not, uh, particularly like something like a boudoir shoot, the experience is meant to be for the person in front of the camera. Like it's meant to be there for them to feel good about themselves. Mm. Um, I have, you know, all of my social media are, you know, for the most part, usually local models. Uh, There's very few client photos there. Um, Because most of the clients just want those photos for themselves. Of course, yeah. Or themselves and their partner. Um, Entirely fine, you know. Mm. It's just for them. So it's not about um them feeling objectified during the shoot. If I'm doing that, then I am screwing up in the worst way. Yeah. I am I am, you know, it, it oh God, even the thought of it um just makes me cringe if I had anybody thought think that I, you know, objectified them during a shoot. Um I don't. I'm there to deliver something for the client. And yes. the thing I'm delivering is, you know, making them feel good about themselves. That's ultimately the thing is. And yeah. here's, and here are the photos to prove how amazing they are.
1: So your delivery as a photographer is about delivering an experience and an emotion. Yes, they're attached mm. to a to a physical image that you can actually hand over to somebody later. But the entire experience is actually what your service is.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm. People should be people should always leave a photo shoot, um, whether it's some sort of portrait or family um, shoot. I did a I did a, a shoot for a eight month pregnant woman. Yeah. Um, just you know, getting that glorious belly out. <laughs>
0: just
2: look how amazing I look. Yeah. Um, it's about making sure that they feel better on the way out about themselves than they did on the way in. Yeah. Like, the photos are almost secondary. But if yes. they feel good okay. about themselves, yes. yeah, then 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 the photos are just evidence of them having a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah, you had an amazing time, and here's he the mm. proof yeah. proof of that moment. Go put it on your wall. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, I could, we need to start like an eight part series. <laughs> I'm up for it. <laughs> Where we go into all of the different levels of that, because that is a topic that could be like, could really go into a deep dive. Um, mm. But I think we're going to leave it there for today. Um, Thank you so incredibly much for really giving us an eye opening look into what it is like to be, behind the lens and a position that is so easily forgotten um in social media which is strange considering (laughs) how many photos are there and all that stuff but um let everybody know all of your social handles and websites and all that good stuff where they can find you and book an amazing experience with you yes
2: um all my social media it's k darius photography um d-a-r-i-u-s thank you um yeah i know it's my middle name, but I had to drop a Z because I'm Polish and we put Zs everywhere. Anyway, um, <laughs> but you'll find that on Instagram. usually the best, but I have a website as well. Again, Um, And they can either, you know, message me on Instagram, put through an uh, inquiry on the website, on Facebook as well, wherever is easiest for you. They can contact me and we can do some magic together.
1: Yay. Thank you so much for joining me on WA Exposé. See you all next time. WA Exposé is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld, and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlet and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlet.com forward slash WA Exposé. Gently we'll, ease our way in. We'll gently ease our way into nudity. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.